Penguin presents Turning 18, an audio series put together to mark 18 years of the Refugee Council's children's section. The collection is written and read by refugees and inspired by the theme Turning 18. Henry. Henry's piece charts a remarkable journey. Enlisted to a violent rebel training camp in northern Uganda as a child, we follow him to present-day London where, after a feat of gritted determination, he will soon complete a PhD at one of the world's most prestigious universities. Despite the epic struggle which Henry describes, his story never strays too far from a core knowledge that it is the family around us, whether biological or constructed, which gives us roots and help us grow. I was born in northern Uganda and brought up by my dad, who ran a dispensary, and my mum, who was a primary school teacher. I loved my mum so much and all the time I spent with her was the most beautiful time I've ever had. Unfortunately, when I was six, our house got attacked by, the, by robbers who also killed my dad. Two years later, we were forced to migrate to the suburbs of Kampara in Uganda. While in Kampara, my mom took up a job in a market and later became a secretary at a hospital. My brother and I were placed in a school where I met a medical doctor who encouraged me to value my education. During my secondary school, my friends and I sold sweets on the streets. Often we sold sweets nearby a film hall that attracted a number of film goers who boosted ourselves. It is at this place that a few of my friends and I were picked up and driven to go in a rebel training camp. People in the camp were brutally treated. Innocent people were shot or slaughtered. It was a complete disaster. The leaders were violently mad. I don't like to remember this time. Days later, I escaped, so luckily, and I befriended a gentleman who brought me to the UK. I came to the UK at the age of 15. When I arrived, there were a series of legal issues that I had to get through including a placement into a foster family, resolving my immigration matters and integrating into a new society. All these matters were channeled and centred to the heart of Brixton Refugee Council, to individuals at the children's section. The children's section organised one-to-one meetings with their staff to deal with all sorts of issues raised, from legal help to the very personal concerns, including clothing and catering. By then, I lived in Croydon, in a hotel sharing a room with four other people. The state of the rooms here was sickening. My roommates smoked different types of drugs and cigarettes inside the room, as well as drinking alcohol. Repeatedly, they got violent and fought each other. It was hard-hitting to leave the man of life at this hotel, but there was little I could do. During this period of time, I could not afford to buy food, travel tickets, nor clothes to use. I raised all my concerns to the children's section at the Refugee Council. In my favour, they chased on Croydon Council to place me in a foster family. 
they got me an exceptional solicitor who dealt with my immigration matters. They also organized social events where we interacted and were looked after with other youths in the same position as me. The children's section also provided me with clothes, money to cover for the meals at the hotel and the travel tickets or coupons for the necessary transport costs. They also closely followed on the progress with my case and were always willing to help with an open hand. Among other experiences at the Refugee Council, we were taught both English and mathematics. It is from these lessons that a member of staff connected me to a school where I completed my GCSEs and attended sixth form. I turned 18 with just a few days before I completed my A-levels. Only a few friends knew about my birthday and there was no celebration. I did not have a family around or the ability to host a friendly gathering. It was just like any other normal day. I recall picking up my books and went to the library to do my college work. A card was brought in from my preceding foster parents and another from my social worker. My friends at school asked me how the day was and I simply replied, I had a good time, plus I got some presents. It was good, thanks. That summed it all up and then I changed the conversation to a completely different subject. I answered this way to simply avoid sounding lonely, but to fit among my friends who always told me about how feastful their birthdays were like. That year I completed sixth form and got excellent results that got me into a course that I wanted to do at university. During my final year, the course was very demanding that I did not spare time to search for a graduate job. As a result of this, I was jobless at the end of my course. So I had to change my plan. I applied for a PhD, which I'm still doing. Looking at the future, I'll hopefully get a well-paying job, independently look after myself well, and do something productive for the world. Although a PhD was not part of my initial plan, with no doubt I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Above all this, I'd like to acknowledge the nice people that have given me a lot of support since I arrived in the UK. In particular, the children's section at the Refugee Council and my teachers during my sixth form. At all times, I felt welcomed at the Refugee Council and I felt I was part of a friendly family that boldly encouraged me to achieve my wishes and get me to where I am now. This audio series was brought to you by Penguin Audiobooks in association with the Refugee Council, whose dedicated children's section supports over 1,000 children every year. To hear more from this series, find out more about the work of the Refugee Council, or to make a donation towards the running of its services, please visit www turning18.co.uk